As the quarterback class in this year's draft is working out at the scouting combine and lots been put into the film work, there's more and more of a misunderstanding about how they evaluate quarterbacks at the college level and how they project to the NFL level. We're going to get into that, the differences, some of the differences between the two. Don't have time to get into as much detail um, as we'd like to. For that, you can head on over to LandryFootball.com to get the best information on college football, NFL, from a scouting, coaching, and front office perspective. LandryFootball.com is where you want to go, where you want to be. Um, you can get NFL, college football from a playing, coaching, scouting, and front office perspective uh, all year long. The scouting season offer will take you through the remainder of free agency and the draft process all the way through next year's football season. So if you like football, you're going to love LandryFootball.com. Check it out today. Um, when we talk about players, it's not a quarterback. So let's stick to the quarterbacks. Um, the quarterback position has evolved, of course, over time. The quarterback position is still different from the college to the program, significantly different. Now, there are certainly some things that have been embraced in the NFL that are more congruent in the transition from college to the NFL or more seamless. The reality is there's still quite a bit of difference. And I always say this, and this is for every player, but quarterback position is the most cerebral and the most difficult to learn um, mentally. It's the difference between, you know, if you think about in school and math and progressing, it, just because you're good at algebra doesn't mean you're going to be good at calculus. There are huge steps in between. It's a different orchestration of talent and execution. As important as the quarterback position is, the NFL's gotten much better at, at drafting some quarterbacks, but there are others that haven't. Doing so has arguably gotten harder because of the growing differences between the college and professional game. This is the reason we have more non-football, administrative, and analytical statistical types um, instead of deeply rooted football coaches and evaluator types, people who have coached football coach the position, understand the nuances and the differences between the college and pro game as it relates to the quarterback position and every other. College football is a different game that has overlapping variables. There are different nuances to it. The time to throw is different. The space is different. The space to throw in the pocket, the space down the field, all the things that are pillars of the professional game there's a disparity in what quarterbacks are asked to do relative to what they're doing in college. It's a taste of it, but it's a whole other level. That's why it's an inexact science. It's algebra to calculus. It's not the same. How quarterback play has changed recently. What a quarterback is asked to do hasn't just changed at the college level. There's been a shift in the style of quarterback play over the past half decade in the NFL. I think the view has changed a lot in terms of how we view athletes or people in terms of their roles. Um, you know, the changing landscape of quarterback play, even since a guy like Lamar Jackson drafted uh, to Baltimore, the game has changed over the last six years. The way quarterbacks play, go back and look at football in 15, 16, 17, and before that, there was a model 
to that position. The model has expanded tremendously. I would like to say that we're ahead of the curve, but still got a lot of learning to do. Even as quarterbacks got more athletic, there was still a focus on what they did from the pocket. In the NFL, one of the more stable metrics from season to season is how a quarterback produces from a clean pocket. Because of that, it's easy to emphasize that skill set. But play from the pocket is more of a disqualifying factor than a secret to unlocking a quarterback's potential. Quarterbacks should be able to play from a clean pocket. Buying too much into what those players can do in ideal circumstances can overstate what a quarterback is controlling himself. Quarterbacks should be able to play from a clean pocket. Buying too much into what those players can do in an ideal circumstance, again, can overstate what the quarterback is controlling himself. The NFL is increasingly becoming an out-of-the-pocket league. Over the past four seasons, the rate of drops, uh, dropback quarterbacks that finished out of the pocket has increased from 16.4% in 2020 to 17.5 in 23. How quarterbacks can play and create outside the pocket has been a separator in performance. In 23, quarterbacks averaged 0.06 efficiency per play from inside the pocket. The same quarterbacks averaged a negative 0.01 efficiency per play outside the pocket. But look at the players who are among the most productive out of the pocket. Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. These are the players bringing value when a negative play is the expectation. That's the differentiator. On the flip side, quarterbacks who struggle outside the pocket, including Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, Kenny Pickett, Bryce Young. These quarterbacks play from the pocket. Play from the pocket was impressive at the college level. The reason why they're not successful in the NFL, and there are different reasons. You can look at, hey, they didn't develop Mac Jones very well in New England. No, they didn't. But they also have to do things perfect around the guy. If you don't give him a clean pocket, he can't win. And if you take a quarterback that high, you better have someone who can create when things break down. They they. You have to have somebody who can bring value when a negative play is the expectation or is upon you. Those guys can't. Can they produce when you play from a clean pocket? I think that you got a quarterback in the um, in the Super Bowl that is someone that plays from a clean pocket plays very well, and I thought did a really good job outside the pocket. Um, But then the other quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, is the guy that can take over a game. Take a look at the top quarterbacks by efficiency per play outside the pocket over the past four years. The name you'd expect are on the list, along with some Kyle Shanahan quarterbacks who can strive and thrive on the bootlegs and have answers on broken plays. But even out-of-structure playmakers from Brock Purdy was a separator from raising the ceiling over what Jimmy Garoppolo gave them. Mastering the pocket. What matters more is how quarterback manage the pocket. The best quarterbacks in the league can navigate muddy pockets to either step up or make a play on the run. As quarterbacks get more athletic and play out of the pocket more often, it's not a surprise that the scramble rate has jumped for quarterbacks. But the quarterback sack rate has also increased. It went from 5.9% in 20 
to 7.1% in 23. Sacks can be drive killers and as a detrimental as a turnover. On drives without a sack in 23, offenses average much higher efficiency per play, uh, 0.10. Versus and 2.11 uh, points per drive, while 38% uh, percent of drives ended with a score. Well, when there was just one sack, it dropped significantly. Just playing out of the pocket or trying to create out a structure doesn't get a quarterback a pass. The players with the most dropbacks outside the pocket included Justin Fields, Russell Wilson, and Pickett. Pickett might be the best recent example of this disconnect. Coming into the draft, many believed in his ability to play from the pocket, and his first-round status was based on that trait transitioning to the NFL. But he was also a quarterback who tried to get out of the pocket often, sometimes bailing before it was necessary, and he did not have the arm or creativity to consistently be successful in those type of plays. If you're going to bail quickly out of the pocket, you better have the athletic traits the ability to throw different arm angles and make a play. Otherwise, stay in the damn pocket and get the ball out quicker. It's been something he's continued to struggle with over his first two seasons with the Steelers. You got to strike a balance. There's a balance needed between going off script to make plays and being reckless leading to negative plays. No quarterback is going to be completely on the positive side of that pendulum. But the best ones are going to have enough positive plays to make up for negative ones. That balance is going to come from a mix of mobility, arm talent, instincts, and identifying those and building off of them is where quarterback evaluation is gone. Find the traits first. How do you project the physical and mental makeup of a quarterback into your offense? Ultimately, understanding at the quarterback position, maybe the greatest example, your offense needs to do what your players do well. Your offense needs to do what your players do well. Processing as a foundational aspect of quarterback play, but noted figuring out the ceiling from that perspective is a difficult task. So much of that ceiling comes from a player's physical tools and how those can expand the margin of error for a quarterback as he grows and develops. The perfect pocket processor is no longer a thing especially at the college level. And it's not a trait that can be leaned on exclusively for professional success. So you can't evaluate it well in college because it doesn't exist. And you can't lean on it in the NFL partially because of that and partially because the style of play in the NFL has, while different than college, has moved more towards the college angle. There's a lot of great examples of guys coming into the NFL with some of those foundational points, and then adding the rest of them to their skill set to become the complete player that they are. We're always going to want to try to create the stencil so it can become easier to evaluate. I know that's one of the reasons I love evaluating the quarterback position because it's unique. It's dynamic. It's your own way of looking at it because you have to be the one to bring them in, believe in them, uplift them, empower them every day, and coach them to their real potential. We'll continue, to see, we'll continue to see some more raw quarterback prospects, ones that don't play like the traditional uh, archetype of the position. That's been the case for a while, but we're starting to see many across the league acknowledge this change. There's no secret formula for a quarterback scouting, but betting on special traits and knowing which ones can be molded 
and develop will be the path smart teams will embrace going forward. It's not an easy process, but I think a lot of times it's not just the evaluating, it's the development and it's understanding the development in the evaluation process that people miss. And I think it's a position, no position, but certainly not quarterbacks can be derived and evaluated on stats and numbers. Those are the result. The result of what? The what is what matters. The why is what matters. You know, completion percentage is no longer valuable. You've got to evaluate and break down the route tree and how he throws each route, how often, how accurately, and accuracy percentage to each of the quarterback chart throws are pivotal because the college game statistically and style does not give you a good indicator of how good a guy will do in the NFL. It's the transferable skills used to be successful in what he's asked to do at the college level and what he could do at the pro level. You might say, well, why don't more pro teams do strictly what they do in college? Because what you do at the college level uh, doesn't work nearly as well in the NFL. Why? The talent level is more evenly dispersed. You can do things strictly on pace and timing. It might be fine in college where you're winning based on how well you recruit. In the NFL, it's about talent. But the talent being more evenly dispersed puts more emphasis on schematics, uh, efficiency and how you play and how you're taught. In essence, coaching matters a lot more in the NFL. Coaching decides more games in the NFL than it does in college. In college, they win because of elite talent or you lose because of elite talent. In the NFL, again, the difference between the worst team and the best team is very minimal compared to the top 10 or 12 programs in college football versus 15 through 30. Huge gap in many of those cases. A reminder, again, you can get more detailed breakdowns on the college game, the pro game, LandryFootball.com. Take advantage of our scouting season offer. It's not just scouting season, folks. It'll take you through 12 months, take you all the way through next football season to next year at this time. If you like football, you're going to love LandryFootball.com. Check it out today. Um, the scouting season offer is the best deal. You can try it out for a month. You can try it out for six months. But the scouting season offer gets you the best package. Subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network on Apple, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Appreciate you joining us. Talk to you again next time, everybody.